and, and that's nice, but it's, you know, for, for, for those of us that aren't the rich and famous, um, you got to start yeah. somewhere and city council is the best. Monday, Monday, happy Monday, everybody. I hope you guys have had an amazing weekend and I hope that you're ready for this week. It's going to be a jam packed week full of awesomeness. Uh, two things. We have some amazing podcasts, so make sure that you stay tuned for the podcast. And this Wednesday, November 17th at 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m., excuse me, I am hosting a small business sales training event. So if you want to get better at sales, if you need uh, some tips and tricks on how to close deals better, maybe uh, charge what you're worth, that's what this is for. And it's going to be absolutely wonderful. So sign up for that. The link for that will be in the description below. And I also released my virtual assistant university and so who that's really for like if you've been asking yourself like i want to start a business but i don't know where to start or i, I want to try too many things i don't know where to start this course is for you so go check that out the link will be in the description as well and with all that being said todd weiler a utah state senator joined me for the podcast uh this week and it was phenomenal i loved it i loved every minute of it um, we had some great conversations about transparency in government, about what we can do to be more involved politically. And uh, it was just a lot of a lot of great things, jam packed full of value. So without further ado, Todd Weiler, and make sure that if you love this episode, you share it with your friends. Thank you so much. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen. And you're tuning into The Thinking Project. We're good? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for being here. Don. Thank you. Thanks I for the invite. It. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, uh, I had posted on Facebook a couple months ago, and I, I wanted to um, interview somebody in, in like the Utah politics. Uh-huh. And, I, and I had tried to reach out to some people from North Salt Lake who were running for city council. And uh, nobody responded back to me. Interesting. It was, yeah, it was strange. Yeah. I was like, hey, you know, I think we just had, what was it, midterms? Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't you just come talk? We'll yeah, have fun. For sure. <laughs> and for sure. Uh, and then uh, Justin mentioned you. And I think, uh, who is the other gentleman? Ray Ward, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. in the house. He is in the house. He lives in Bountiful. I just live actually about a mile and a half from here. So oh, I really? drive by here every day. Oh, wow. <laughs> on the way home from work. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I guess let's start with um, what you do as a state senator. Sure. How, how you got here and, and, and all of that. Well, my mother said I came from heaven. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, she didn't say that. But um, yeah, I've been in the legislature uh, in January. It'll be 10 years. So oh, wow. um, yeah, so uh, a long time. Uh, some people would say too long. <laughs> um, but, you know, as a state senator, I mean, we, we meet in session uh, we're going to have a special session next month for a day or two to adopt some redistricting maps. But generally speaking, we meet for six weeks, six and a half weeks in the winter. So we usually start uh, mid-January, end of January, and then we go all the way through the month of February and we end the first or second week of March. And so we actually just moved up our start time. We'll now be starting the day after Martin Luther King. Uh, so we'll be starting on Tuesday. Um, I think it's the 18th of January, 2022. And so the most important thing we do during that legislative session, um, and we're full-time during that session, yeah. and we're part-time the rest of the year. So it's more like one or two days a month, if at all. We take some months off. Like April, we take off. 
we usually take off July or August. And then um, it's just it's supposed to be one or two days a month for the rest of the year. So the most important thing we do is we pass a balanced budget. And uh, unlike Congress uh, on the federal level, our state constitution requires us to balance our budget. And so um, our, our budget that we passed this year will probably be in the range of $24 billion with a B. Um, that's the most important thing we do. But uh, in addition to that, we pass legislation um, and um, um, you know, we, we can run uh, bills uh, which, which make or delete uh, code from the Utah code. Um, and then we can also run resolutions and, and that, that are non-binding. And so um, in addition to that, so I'm a lawmaker, you know, a, a lot of people will contact me and they, they, and, and I'll say, you know, do you want me to run an, uh, you know, which new law do you want me to pass or repeal? Like, no, I want you to do this. And, and constantly people are contacting me and other, my colleagues in the legislature wanting us to either force the executive branch to do something or to, to, to force them to stop doing something. And I'm constantly saying, and, and I don't mean to be condescending, but remember fifth grade, remember those three branches of government? I'm in the legislative branch. I don't, you know, the executive branch doesn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's not completely true, but, yeah. uh, and then of course the judicial branch is a third one. So I make laws yeah. and I, and I, and I help build and uh, pass a budget. Okay. That's really great. I think we'll talk about, um, you know, what I'd be interested to hear some of those calls you make uh, yeah. at the budget for sure. Um, I interviewed at one time, um, a, he was a gubernatorial candidate for okay. the state. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun to hear him talk what, about. What was his name? Mark Smith. Okay. Mark A. Smith. Okay. Are you familiar? I'm not. Okay. So, he, uh, I guess he, he didn't win. No, he didn't win. Um, I think he actually bowed out cause it was like 2020. This uh -huh. was everything was going on. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was interesting. It was a lot of fun. I mainly brought him on to talk about like sales. He's in the sales world a lot. And uh, then found out he was a gubernatorial candidate. So we talked about that for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's fun. And, and I was guilty of this. I, I've also served on the Woods Cross City Council. So I've run for office a couple of times. And the, the beauty of running for office when you're not in office <laughs> is you can say anything you want and you don't know any better because you just you don't have any. I mean, yeah. You know, politics is you always fake it till you make it because I was never a city council member until I was. Uh -huh. I was never a state legislator until I was. And so you don't really, I mean, if anybody fully appreciated what they were getting into, they probably wouldn't run. <laughs> it's a lot of work, a lot of criticism. Yeah. Um, and, and some of it's warranted. Don't get me wrong. And, and pretty low pay. So <laughs> That's relatively funny. speaking. Okay. Fair enough. I think, uh, you know, what's funny is one time I was thinking, like I had thought about it for a minute, mm -hmm. like I might run for North Salt Lake City Council or something. Yeah. And I called um, a gentleman who I've actually had on the podcast as well. Oh my gosh, he's gonna he's gonna kill me if I forget his name. And I and I and I am forgetting his name. Uh, oh, Jensen, Matt Jensen. Mm -hmm. He ran. He he was on City Council. He ran against uh, Garf. Yeah, Melissa Garf. Melissa Garf. Yeah. And Matt is a great guy. Yeah, I love um, Matt. And he's a great guy. And I talked to him. I was like, hey, you know, what, what is this like? What do you do? You know what I mean? And he mm -hmm. kind of, he kind of put me through the, like, just like you said, yeah. he's like, this is what you got to do. This is blah, blah. He's like, I don't know if I would do it again. He's like, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like Matt and he's a small business owner, which I also respect and appreciate. Yeah, he is. Um, What's up, everybody? I wanted to interrupt this podcast to let you know about a new course that I recently launched called Starting Your Own Virtual Assistant Agency. 
and it's absolutely wonderful. It worked wonders for me. Uh, it made me over 1500 bucks a month in steady income that I could do on the side. And this course is for everybody who wants to network. Maybe you're a stay at home parent. Maybe you want to break into another industry. This is exactly how you do it. I'm going to teach you how to start it up, how to land your first client, negotiate first deal, uh, what skills you need, all that good stuff. You can find the link for that in the description below of this podcast. And when you use code THINK10, you can save 10% off any package. On top of all of that, when you buy a package, you get lifetime updates absolutely free. And really, it's the most affordable way to start a business. So what are you waiting for? Click that link in the description below, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah. And, and let me just say, anybody who's willing to run for public office, um, you know, hats off to them. Not everybody wins, but it's um, it's a thankless job. And unfortunately, in the 10 years that I've been in the legislature, almost 10 years, it's gotten worse. I mean, yeah, and you've seen it. I mean, yeah. with Obama and then Trump and now Biden, just the whole, our culture has gotten more toxic. And And I think due to social media and a lot of other reasons, I think more people are kind of cocooning where they only share their opinions with people that think just like them. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and because of that, when the legislature does something, you know, that people, you know, that someone doesn't agree with it, they just think, you know, we're all idiots and, 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 and they're not afraid to tell us. That. <laughs> and you know what, we, we have done some stupid things. Um, nice, the, the great thing about being in the legislature is we can always come back and fix it or revoke it. Yeah. And we do that every once in a while. So yeah. We okay. learn. Hopefully we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to talk about that. You get a lot of people and I feel like a lot of the uh, backlash that comes from, or that comes to politicians, like, I think a lot of it, I just don't know if people really know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't. And, um, and, 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 and they, they couldn't, right. I sure. mean, um, it's kind of like, yeah, I get that a little bit. I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's kind of like w when you interview for a job and you think what it's going to be like, and then you actually get in the job and, <laughs> and you're, you're like, like oh, this crap. is completely different than what I thought. And let me just tell you, I mean, let me just pull back the curtain for a moment. The legislature, there's 104 legislators, 75 in the house and 29 in the Senate where I serve. Uh, so 104 people. And I, I love to, when I, when, when I do my public speaking, I always share this little tidbit some of them are nice and some of them aren't. Some of them are smart and some of them aren't. <laughs> some of them are hardworking and some of them aren't. And um, the, 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 the sad reality is, is we are painfully reflective of our, uh, the citizens that we represent. Mm -hmm. And so if you just went to <laughs> City Creek and, and, and rounded up 104 people, mm -hmm. some of them would be smart and some of them wouldn't. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and we're just like, everybody else in Utah. And, and the other thing, the other big mistake that people make is the legislature is constantly, it has a, what do you call it? A door, a revolving, uh, revolving door. door. Yeah. And people think of us like, like the legislature, like it never changes. We had uh, someone resign yesterday from the legislature. Well, he announced his resignation yesterday. Oh, wow. And, and it's not uncommon every two years for us to get at least 20 new legislators and sometimes 30 out of 140. Four. Wow. And so that's you a know, big turnover. Yeah. And I was invited to a committee meeting today on Justice Reinvested uh, Initiative or JRI. And we passed JRI in 2015. I'm not going to go into details, but I said in that meeting, I said, you know, now that we're going to amend it, we need to, you know, over half the legislators weren't here in 2015. So we need to bring them up to speed. What is JRI before we, you, we kind of kind of take a yeah. step backwards before we can take a step forward. Yeah. 
Now, because one of the things that I wanted to kind of bring up, and I'm glad that like you wanted to talk was just like transparency in government. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do we, I mean, it feels like, I, I like I mentioned earlier, like it feels like on social media, um, people are angry, but I, because I, I agree with you, like there's mm-hmm. been positions that I'm in, like I've been in an accounting position where it's like, look, even if I told you and I made it as plain as it could be, you, yeah. it, it would be hard to understand. Yes. But how do we bridge some of that gap with transparency? So I, I can tell you, and, and COVID has been helpful in this regard. Okay. Um, the legislature every, uh, I mean, in 2020, in 2021, the legislature has been more transparent in Utah than in any year since we were founded. You know, Utah was founded <laughs> okay. as a state in 1896. And I'll tell you why, because of COVID, we put all, I mean, so we've always, well, not always for the past 20 years, all of our, um, floor debates. When I say floor, I mean the Senate floor and the house floor, they have been, um, available live. I mean, nobody, nobody rational would spend all day watching us, but some people get paid to watch us (laughs) and some people are are interested, but, and I say that tongue in cheek, but, uh, and then our committee hearings, which is where a lot of the work is done. The audio has been um, available live and it's archived. So right now, if you wanted to go to le.utah.gov, you could watch a floor debate from 2020 or from 2000. I mean, they're all there. They're all there. Okay. Now, again, uh, people have jobs. They have families to raise. They have Netflix (laughs) to watch. And no, I'm not kidding myself that, you know, that people are watching us. But what happened in 2021 is remarkable because up until uh, COVID, even after COVID started, if you wanted to testify in a hearing, now you can't go on the Senate floor and speak. Uh, only only senators can do that and only House members can. But in committee, we always take public comment or almost always take public comment. But up until COVID, if you wanted to speak and you lived in Logan or St. George, you'd have to drive to the Capitol, find a parking spot, which is absolutely impossible, then find the committee room, which is also impossible because there's four buildings. And then you have to find a seat and then you have to get recognized to speak. It's very difficult. Okay. Now you can click on a Zoom link. <laughs> and uh, and raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. And you can sit at your office or sit in your home. And because we, we did that because of COVID, you know, and, and we'll never, I don't think we'll ever go backwards. Yeah. And so in terms of transparency, I mean what I say when I say 2021 is the most transparent we've ever been. Okay. Yeah. And, and you're meaning in the way that like uh, people, people can, can watch, they can give feedback. And every vote I take in the legislature is done in public and it's recorded. You can look up a bill without watching the video. Mm-hmm. You can look up a bill and see how I voted, which is is really cool until one of my someone running against me does that. <laughs> because there's always a vote you can criticize somebody for. So I yeah, take I'm about sure. I take about fifteen hundred votes a year. Oh wow. Yeah. Fifteen hundred votes for new legislation. Well, I mean, so in the Senate we vote on every bill twice. Okay. And then we also vote in committee. Okay. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it just, it all adds up. So what do you think is the, where do you think the disconnect is between, I mean, it's available Yeah. and, and, and I understand people might not want to watch it, the whole thing, but I'm curious, like, what, what do you think people should do to, to like get more involved and maybe stay educated? So here, here's the thing. Um, there's forever. So there's over 500 registered lobbyists and I'm just going to tell you this, um, <laughs> Because there's only 104 legislators, so we're outnumbered up there at the Capitol five to one. So during COVID, yeah. they couldn't they couldn't really approach us, which was which was heaven on earth. Were you saying lo- lobbyists like in the Capitol? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pushing but, you one way or another. The reason I bring up lobbyists is um, 
Some of them are hired guns, and so they just lobby any position, whoever pays them. But a lot of the lobbyists, they either they they lobby for an organization. So like the cosmetologists, okay. they have a lobbyist. Okay. okay. The home builders, they have a lobbyist. Um, you know, the uh, I just heard on the radio, Dave Davis was on the the radio talking about food prices. So he represents like the 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 food, you know, like the the grocery like farming farmers and stuff like, or just grocery well, farmers stores. have a lobbyist. Oh, and so um, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, uh, lobbying ever since Jack Abernoff twenty years ago, lobbyist yeah. has become a dirty word. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I'm just a dumb guy that lives in Woods Cross. Okay, and so <laughs> I know, I know my I know my industry. I'm a lawyer. And I know like my life's experience, but if, you know, one second or one minute in the legislature, I'm voting on some, some bill about this stuff that it attaches to the bottom of your boat, you know, those, I don't even know what they're called, barnacles or whatever. Oh. <laughs> and the next session I'm doing something, I mean, the next minute I'm voting on something to do with plumbing and the next session, it might be criminal justice reform. And, and we deal with hundreds of issues in, in a six week session. And there's no way that I or anyone else can be an expert on all of them. Yeah. And so if it's a farm bill, I'm probably going to listen to the farmer's lobbyist. If it's a food bill, I'm going to listen to the restaurant association's lobbyist. And so they can be very helpful to bring us that subject matter expertise. Yeah. And uh, they're, I actually like to tell people they're kind of the lubricant that allows the legislative engine to run smoothly because we just can't be experts at everything. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question because you bring up some of these things like cosmetology or... yeah. Like like boats and things My like that. My wife's a cosmetologist, so that's one industry I know a little bit about. Yeah, there you go. My wife as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I so I'm just curious. Like the it feels like, and and this is where we can talk about it because I could be off base, but it feels like there's a lot of like micromanaging going on with some of these bills. Yeah, there is with some, and okay. and there probably should be more with others. But okay. but finish your thought. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, I, are they necessary? Like, or why are we fighting and why, why aren't we focusing, I mean, you know, like barnacles, and, and I'm sure that was just an example, but I'm sure there's real ones that are similar to that. Yeah. But like, why are we, why are we voting over things like this? So um, we're a growing state okay. um, and we're growing oh, yeah, yeah, faster than some people want. So uh, <laughs> um, if you, if you look at us, I mean, we, we've got 3.3 million people. California has, I think, 38 million people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and most of them are trying to move to Utah. Right. <laughs> but um so there's a lot of there's a lot of bridges we haven't crossed legislatively just because we haven't had to. Um, so a lot of a lot of most of our legislation is either updating an existing law. So we're not creating new laws. And and it always bugs me because our bills go into effect 60 days after the session. So every first week of May, you'll hear some guy on the radio saying, oh, and there's 500 new bills that went into effect or new laws that went into effect. Yeah. That's not actually true, because if we change the word or to and that's a bill. If we oh, eliminate a section okay. of code, that's a bill. And so, um, you know, um, m most of our bills are tweaking existing statutes. So we don't repeal the murder law and pass it every year. Um, but with technology, so like I'm going to just going to pick blockchain technology. Okay. Um, we had to pass a couple of bills because blockchain technology didn't exist in 1896 when yeah, we yeah. you know became a state. And so um, I don't know if you've heard of a drug called Spice. Yeah. Uh, but every year we update the um, chemical definition in the code of spice so that we can prosecute it. And as soon as we update the, uh, the, the definition, then they try to change it enough so that they can't be caught or prosecuted. Or prosecuted yeah. And so a, a lot it's of it, semantics. Yeah. And, right? and okay. by the way, we're always a couple steps behind technology. 
Um, and so social media has brought up all kinds of issues, you know, from, from defamation to, you know, people feeling like they're being censored. So a lot of what we're doing legislatively is we're just trying to keep up with yeah. the society. That's funny. So people come to the, like, uh, I guess they do. I guess they come to like, like lawyers and stuff for like defamation on social media. Or oh like yeah. Censorship I had it? a call recently. Someone wanted to sue somebody for what they said on Facebook. Oh it, it's, it's a dream come true for lawyers, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and, and if anybody's <laughs> listening, <laughs> if anybody's listening, don't ever sue someone for defamation. It's like the dumbest thing you can do. Is that, is it super hard to win? Is it's that why? super hard to win, but you also, even if you win, um, you have to prove money damages. So like if I said something about you on Facebook, that's not true. That doesn't give me a million dollars or it did give you a million dollars. If you right. sue me, you have to show how it costs you money. So unless you're fired from your job over it, you're not going to probably be able to prove any money damages. And even if you win a defamation lawsuit, you still have to pay your own attorney's fees. <laughs> and so what might happen is if you win and it's hard to win, if yeah. you win, you might get $1 and you might pay your attorney 10,000. So that that's, so again, it's a boondoggle for attorneys. Uh, I always try to tell people, yeah, this isn't like your best business decision to sue somebody for defamation. <laughs> now, sometimes you have to do sometimes it. Sometimes right? you have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If somebody is just, or like a business. Or something. Yeah. A business like if somebody says something. You have a competitor that's just spreading, you know, damn lies yeah. and falsehoods about you. Sometimes you have to do it. Yeah. So. Okay. That's fair. But it's just interesting. So you're saying that a lot of the bills might be just updating current code. Yes. And, or uh, things probably like 80% that. of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then other things might not affect the general population. They might just affect farmers or things like that. Well, I mean, it all affects the general population. Okay. You know, it's like the pebble in the middle. You know, you throw a pebble in the lake and you yeah. see the ripple effects. Okay. But, you know, some of it directly affects people more than others. And I don't know if either of you have had teenagers. Nope. Um, but <laughs> well, I take that back. My sister was a teenager. A, a couple of years before I was elected to the legislature, they passed the worst law in the history of the state. And that is when a kid turns 15 he can get a driver's permit and his parents have to drive with him for 40 hours. I almost died. I have four kids. <laughs> I almost died numerous times. I have been, I have had my son, I, my, one of my sons drove into my neighbor's uh, front yard and almost, I mean, just barely missed their mailbox and their tree, which is just a miracle because he had no idea what he was doing. But, but the legislature passed that law and I'm being okay. a little bit facetious and yeah. a little bit serious um, you know, we passed a law my first year that said, if your kid, if your teenager wants to go to a tanning salon, you have to go and sit there with them. Why um, do you have to pass bills like that? Because, uh, we had all of these 26 year olds coming to the legislature with skin cancer all over their bodies saying, no one told me when I was 16, what I was doing to myself and my parents were divorced. And so I'd have my mom sign a note and I'd have my dad sign a note. And, and, and then I'd go to two different tanning places because it used to be you just had to take a note from your parent. But we had adults coming to wow. us and saying, I wish somebody would have stopped me, you know, and here, oh. look at this scar I have now. And so, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, and 16 year olds, they're not adults, right? Their brains are sure, still yeah. developing. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, we, 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 you know, we, we, and we, we probably put a lot of tanning salons out of business because a you know, some adults go tanning, but you know, the, a teenage, a 15 year old girl is probably going to be a lot more interested in tanning than a 40 year old, you know, male. So sure, sure. And I'm yeah, not criticizing 15 year old girls and, and we don't let kids buy alcohol. So, yeah. which also can have detrimental effects, but, yeah, yeah, but when they're sense. adults, it's different. So. Yeah. And I get that. Like, uh, it, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's where that answers my question is like some of these things I'm like, 
that just it just yeah. seems like redundant. But when, I get I get I get get it. When you I mean, and the media, by the way, <laughs> the most frustrating thing to me as a legislator is there's 103 other legislators, and I have no control over them. That's fair. Um, and so there's always somebody in the House. I'm going to pick on the House because I'm a senator. So that's <laughs> there's always that? somebody in the House that runs a really dumb bill. And the Salt Lake Tribune and, you know, X96 on the radio, they'll just take off. And it makes all of us look dumber, you know, by, you know, by association. I can't stop them from running the bill. Yeah. All I can do is vote against it if it makes it to the Senate. But most of those bills will never get out of the House. Yeah. And, and, and a great example of this is from about 12 years ago. We are brought to you guys by Sheffield Cider. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I love taste testing this cider. It's one of my personal favorites. And every guest that I bring on who tries it with me says the same thing. And they finally partnered with us so that you can share Sheffield Cider with those that you love. Sheffield Cider is a crisp, organic, artisan, non-alcoholic cider that comes from fresh apples right out of Sheffield Farms in Mesa, Washington. It really doesn't get better than this. So when you use code THINK10, you'll save 10% off a full case of Sheffield Cider. So make sure that you check them out, sheffieldcider.com, use code THINK10 and enjoy. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. And I'm sorry if you're listening, Kurt Oda, but Kurt Oda, who's a friend of mine, he ran a bill. It it got to be known as the feral cat bill. So his bill was, hey, we have a lot of wild feral cats up in my district and we ought to be able to shoot them, you know, because. Oh, is that the billboards like don't kill cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, he ended up on the like Jimmy Kimmel making fun of it and everything else. And, And that bill never Never got any traction. Saw but the light of day. If yeah. you if you read the Salt Lake Tribune that legislative session, all you would have read about was like fourteen stories about the feral cat bill, which was never a thing. And it was yet. never going to pass. Meanwhile, they're passing you know billion dollar budgets that nobody's paying attention to. So the yeah. media loves to take a couple corny ideas and just well you know, blow them out of proportion. Yeah. Well, the media and especially the Salt Lake Tribune, yeah. just all salesmen. I would know. Well, and them. their job is to sell papers and they're, you know, and, and if they were better at it, they would probably still be printing a paper <laughs> instead of just being online. But, um, uh, you know, they have a job to do. And, and I, I totally respect that. Senate yeah. president just tried to call me and I blew him off for you. Oh, hey, all so. right. All right. <laughs> right on. Um, okay. That's cool. So how did you end up getting into politics? So, um, and I literally ran for senator of my third grade because in my grade school, I grew up in Illinois. We oh, like, nice. We what what part council, of Illinois? Uh, Crystal Lake. McC- Crystal, it was in okay. Crystal Lake, Illinois, which okay, is northwest cool. of Chicago. Yeah. About okay. 40, 40 miles. Um, so I just was born with this uh, Lady Gaga. I was born with this. I was born this way, baby. <laughs> I've always been interested in politics. And so I remember when I was nine years old. Jimmy Carter was up for election, uh, 1976 okay. or so. Yeah. And I remember, uh, you know, it was of course election days on a Tuesday. And so I, my, my parents put me to bed and I pretended like I was asleep. And when everything was quiet, I snuck down in the basement and I turned on the TV, shut the door so nobody could hear me because our bedrooms were upstairs in my house. And I watched the election returns come in until the TV stations went off the air. And, and for you millennials listening, <laughs> Yes, the TV stations used to go off the air. I mean, I I mean, nine years old, I was that invested in the presidential election. So I was a weird kid is what I'm telling you. Yeah. And now I'm just a little bit of a weird adult. So I've always had this political bug. And, um, you know, some people golf, some people hunt, some people fish. 
I do politics. It's my favorite hobby. So <laughs> right on. It's okay. also my favorite sport. Yeah, favorite sport. Yeah. <laughs> It is a sport, right? All we right. have our teams, right? Yeah, you got we, teams. You got to work. You have yeah. wins and losses yeah. and, oh, there's always next year. Right. So, okay. So what are some of the biggest things? Like I have some things in my mind that I'd love to talk about, but I just want to hear what you're, what you're thinking. Sure. About. Um, what are some of the biggest things that are like affecting Utah? I mean, I mean, obviously you represent Dave, like Davis County district. South Davis County. South and I also Davis have County. Rose Park. So I have part of Salt Lake County. As oh, well. wow. Okay. My district crosses the boundary. So about ten okay. percent of my district is in Rose Park. Um, oh wow! So I mean, you know, I we could go on the rest of the time. The, the biggest issues affecting the state is always education because we have like six hundred thousand children, right? Yeah. Um, air quality is right up there. Transportation because we're growing so fast. So so those three okay. um, are always important. Um, and and then and then you have other things that kind of come and go. Um, but but right now redistricting because uh, there there was a census last year during COVID yeah. and now we have to redraw all the districts and not just the congressional districts but the state house, state senate and also the school board. So that's what we're going to do in a special session next month and that's going to be controversial. No matter what we do, someone's not going to like it, you know. And sure. they're all going to say we're all corrupt and we're all self dealing and everything else, <laughs> which you know um, that hasn't been my experience. But you know, to each their own. You know, some people. Sure. Um, are very cynical. And and, and and I think on the federal level, there's there's cause. And I'm not saying there's no cause on the state level, but what I see in my <laughs> colleagues is a bunch of imperfect people trying to do their best. Sure. Um, and like I said, they're constantly changing. But yeah. um, so, so that's a big issue right now. Um, growth is a big issue. Affordable housing has been, you know, Oh yeah, we never talked about for affordable housing in my la my first six or seven years in the legislature, and 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 now we that's all we talk about. We didn't talk about homelessness a lot when in my first five years, and now we're dealing with homelessness issues every year. Mental health has become you know treatment, mental health treatment yeah. has become a really big deal. And there's probably thirty other issues I'm not thinking of right now, but <laughs> um, a lot of issues just come back every year, like education funding. Um, so I mean, we dealt with critical race theory um, in in May. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's a le two legislators in the house. It's always the house yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. who, who want to audit our election from 2020 because they think that, you know, there was massive voter fraud in Utah, even though Trump won Utah by 21% and all of the Republicans in Salt Lake County won the close races like Ben McAdams lost to Burgess Owens, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that, you know, there are people wanting to audit. Oh yeah. That? We, we had a hearing on that last week, uh, to a, on a committee that I chair. Yeah. It's over, man. It's never dull. It's never That's dull. That's crazy. Yeah, it's Yeah, over. I mean, you have so many things and, and you got... And just so you know, yeah. um, in, in every state, it's it's not unlike that. But in Utah, so after you have an election, there's something called a canvas. That's when the... Yeah. Everybody thinks it's official the night of or the next day, but they do a canvas about three weeks after the election. And that's when like the elected officials vote to uh, accept the results. You've got like two weeks to sue after that canvas, and then and then it's done. The statute of limitations for a, a election controversy is like two weeks after the canvas. Wow! So you can't pop up ten months later and say now now we want to reopen. Yeah, you can't because do that. Life goes on. It's like yeah. it's like the river flowing by. You know, yeah. if if you missed a fish, you know, at the cabin three weeks ago, you don't get to call that fish back. It's like you missed it. You know, you missed. You know. Yeah, and it's it's probably pretty unlikely that that even happened anyway. Yeah, I, so uh, I think voting. I think voting is one of the things that I that you, I was Utah. I mean, there's never ever been a perfect election in the history of Utah yeah. or any other state, and there never will be. So, sure. are there irregularities? Well, yes. I mean, when you're dealing with millions but of votes, is it widespread fraud that would change the results? No, 
I mean, we're, we're talking tens of ballots here, maybe a hundred ballots there. And, 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 you know, the, the other thing that I think it's fun to tell people and you, yeah. probably, you may not know this, maybe you do. We don't have a statewide election in Utah. Okay. Okay. So we elected a new governor last year. We did not have a statewide election. You're saying, what, what are you talking about? Yes, yeah. we did. No, we had 29 county elections. Okay. Okay. And I say that for a reason, because if you're going to hack an election, you have to do it county by county. And in this country, oh, wow. I think we have about 2,800 counties and we don't have yeah. national elections for president. We have 2,800 or so county elections. Oh, wow. You know, you have all remember Broward County with the hanging chads with Bush versus Gore. Maybe yeah. you don't remember. I don't know. I probably wasn't paying attention. Um, to and so that. elections are done nationwide on the county level. And so when, when Spencer Cox was elected governor, it was the result of 29 separate county elections. Interesting. And the reason okay, I say sense. that is, and we do have a state elections office, um, and that's, that's head by, headed up by the lieutenant governor. But all they're doing is really supervising and setting rules and things for the 29 independently elected county clerks. And what's interesting about asking for an audit in Utah is outside of Salt Lake County, almost all of our county clerks are Republicans. So you'd have to believe that all of these Republicans were in on this massive. <laughs> oh, OK. Fraud. So they're yeah. they're like they're introducing bills to audit Utah. For well, for like Trump or something? Well, well, yeah, because that's crazy. Because Trump has convinced a certain element of our society oh, that yeah. there was He's this widespread crazy. massive voter fraud. The other thing I, I'll tell you real quickly, I don't want to spend the whole podcast on this. None of our machines are connected to the internet, so oh, wow. um, you know um, we do use Dominion uh, machines in Salt Lake County, which have been vilified, but they're not connected to the internet. So if you're going to hack that machine, you're going to have to break in to the elections office and do it machine by machine. There's no computer program that's going to hack those machines. Uh, interesting. I mean, oh, that you could do online. You could do online. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. That's funny. So that, yeah, that's, that's also bananas. And you're just like, do you think there should be, I mean, so what does it take to get elected to the Senate? Um, you have to be really lucky. Uh, isn't there signatures as well? Well, okay. So interesting. You should ask. So yeah. <laughs> There weren't signatures when I was elected, uh, first elected, okay. uh, but that's a bill that the legislature passed. Uh, it's called to the, collect. Yeah, yeah, to 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 have a dual okay. path. So when I was first, when I first ran, um, you had to go to a, a convention for your political party, okay. and then possibly to a primary, and then to the general election in November. And and now you can bypass the convention by collecting enough signatures, but or you can do both. And we've we've had almost nobody bypassed the convention. So what people do is they, they collect signatures and they go to the convention just as kind of a, a belt and suspenders approach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I was looking at that. Like uh -huh. I told you when I was like looking, I was like, Oh, you got to get a bunch of signatures. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that applies to North Salt Lake city council. I think okay. you can just, you walk I think you can in North Salt Lake, yeah. but I was looking at like, yeah, higher, I was looking at some level. of these positions and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And you mentioned the guy running for governor that I hadn't heard of, but yeah, let me just tell you, I wish every politician would start off on the city council level. That's what I did. Okay. And uh, probably 20% of our legislature has served on city councils and some have served as mayors. Like Jerry Stevenson was mayor of Layton for eight years and now he's in the Senate uh, with me. But I, I think, um, I think the best preparation for serving in the legislature is, is to serve on a city council. Yeah. Um, and so, but so many people, they show up and they want to start at the top, you know, 
you know, people run for U.S. Senate who've never been elected before. And, you know, Mike Lee did that. He'd never been elected before and he won. Yeah. Um, in fact, Bob Bennett did too. And um, Mitt Romney had been a governor, but in a different state. But <laughs> and that's nice. But it's, you know, for 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 those of us that aren't the rich and famous, um, you got to start yeah, somewhere yeah. and city council is the best place. Yeah, that's to start. almost what it, that's almost. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go back to giving my thoughts on, yeah. you know, cause I don't really want to run. And well, what really what you ought to do is you ought to, um, you ought to start meeting city council members on your own terms, you know, yeah. and, and let them know, Hey, if there's a vacancy on the planning commission, I'd love to be considered for that. Cause the planning commission is kind of like an advisory body to the city council and they hear oh, a lot cool. of issues. It's really boring, but you learn a lot <laughs> you, you learn a and, lot, and okay. you know, stuff that your neighbors don't know because you kind of know what's coming next year oh, that's you know, cool. in terms of development and stuff. You know what? Let me ask you this. What, because, you know, you mentioned a few issues that were that were going on with Utah uh-huh. uh, and you could have mentioned 30 more. Yeah. What comes, what does it take to get to the top of the plate? Because I see a lot of these things. So I'm going to take one, for example. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll just, and I'll say this because I, because I said it anyway, but like, I'm, I'm not affiliated with any party. I, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. No, that's okay. Yeah. 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 And because I just, I'm like, I, when I, when I hear some Democrat things, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And I see her, hear some Republican things. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then I hear some of both sides and I'm like, you both sound like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't resonate with me. Right. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. That both sounds crazy. So I think we're all like that. Yeah. Okay. Which is fair. And so when I'm looking at like, when I'm talking about things like, okay, so uh, we, Utah is legal for like medical marijuana. Uh-huh. Um, we're, you know, we're on the West, we're on the West side of the country. A lot of country, a lot of uh, states around us have recreationalized it, uh-huh. or at least decriminalized it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I would like to push for that. Um, I, I call myself an advocate, but not a partaker. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, um, but it feels like just from our conversation that to get to like the forefront, you have to have enough people like in the state worried about it. Yeah, I think that's true. And we, you know, um, I'll, so I'll is t- it really just like a population thing? Yeah. It's, sometimes it's a crisis like that. Lauren McCluskey was killed three years ago at the University of Utah and that spurred some legislation. She was the track star that her, she had an ex-boyfriend. That oh, that's right. And um, it was like, the park was right up yeah. there where she got taken, right? No, no, that's another girl from the University of Utah. Oh, crap. Man. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, you guys can't see us on in radio land or podcast <laughs> land, but we're now all pointing towards Hatch Park in North Salt Lake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that was another girl. That was her, her name yeah. escaped me. And yes, yeah, she was the, the guy that she met him through the Sugar Daddy app and then he burned her body afterwards. But Laura McCluskey was shot by a guy she'd met in a bar and dated for a few times. Okay. But in any event, sometimes there's like a big crisis event. Sometimes there's like um, a newspaper story that a lot of people respond to. Um, sometimes, you know, just the economy shifts, like with the affordable housing. I mean, yeah, that happened quick. Yeah. I mean, one of my sons bought a house two years ago and it's gone up like a hundred thousand dollars in value. And he's like 24 years old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, same with my house. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is crazy, which is great for him. But then his little brother, I don't know how he's ever going to buy a house. Yeah, exactly. And and then he has a little sister. So, you know, so, so some things it's just a, a circumstance, you know, other things are new opportunities and, you know, um, uh, the Inland Port, I don't know if you've heard of the Inland Port, but you, you you know about the shipping container crisis that we have going on in Long Beach with yeah. all, all these things. They're backed up like miles. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so the, the idea of the Inland Port, which we, which we first passed legislation on almost five years ago, 
was that when these containers, a lot of these containers, even before this current, I'm going to call it the Biden crisis because I'm because <laughs> I'm a Republican. Before this current crisis started, um, a lot of those containers would sit there in Long Beach or wherever, Seattle or you know San Diego, for a month or two before they'd be opened and inspected by customs. So the idea of an inland port, and they do this on the east uh, in the eastern U.S., but we don't have one in the west is these containers would come off the ship, they'd get put on a train the next day and they'd be in, in Salt Lake, you know, a few hours later. And they would be opened here by customs for the first time. And there's a lot of synergy because, you know, the inland port's going to be out by the new prison, which is west of the um, airport. And so we've got I-80, we've got I-15, we've got the airport, we've got the train lines, Union Pacific train lines. Yeah. And we're about a one day, within a one day's drive of Denver and Phoenix and even Seattle, you can get to in a yeah, day. Or like even like maybe even Los Angeles. Well, yeah, but it, it, it wouldn't make sense drive. to ship it to here and then go back to LA. Oh, Los I see Angeles. what you're saying. Okay. But, you know, it, it would make sense to ship it here and then have it forwarded to, to you know, like Denver, for example. Okay. And so you know, we've been trying to get this inland port off the ground because it'll create jobs and synergy here in Utah and also speed up this um, logistical shipping, you know, bottleneck. And it's never been worse than it is now. But do you, this is going to throw you for a loop. Do you want to know what issue I've gotten more emails on this year than any other issue in the state? What? Whether we should change the name of Dixie State. Really? Yes. You've I've gotten, gotten names? You got emails about Thousands that? and thousands of emails. But like we're, we're in Salt Lake. Because it's the legislature that has the final say. So today, the day that we're Jeez. recording, today the board of trustees for Dixie State University voted to change the name to Utah uh, Technical College or University I think uh, in, in any event, and, yeah. and and so the legislature will vote on that um, probably next month in our special session would be my guess. Um, but yeah, the people in Washington County, they don't want to change the name. Um, oh, but, yeah, St. George County, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well St. not St. George, George County. County, it's St. George. And Yeah, of course, you know, they used the Confederate flag. They, they say, oh, it's not race. There's no racial connotations, oh, but they... God. They used to have the Confederate flag as kind of like their school symbol. And and it, it's, there's, I mean, my wife's a Dixie State grad and she doesn't yeah. think the name should change either. But the, the most heart wrenching thing, and there's good arguments on both sides. Sure. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to vote to change the name because yeah. I think we just, it's not a matter of if it's just like Bountiful Braves, you know. Yeah. Um, just change. We've kind of lost the culture war there. Sure. But um, the, the most heartening emails I get is from graduates of Dixie State, like, you know, who are interviewing in the South and they're like, Every single interview, they ask me about, Dick, you know, the name of my college and it's embarrassing, you know, mm. because Dixie, you know, even the Dixie chicks oh, drop, drop yeah. Dixie. Yeah, they're, they're just the, the chicks, chicks now. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, post George Floyd, you know, everything's become, you know, um, you know, we, I think we're trying to be more sensitive to some racial issues. And so the people in Washington County feel offended because they're like, well, we're not racist. And if you change the name, then it's kind of evidence that we were racist. And I don't think they're racist down there. I just think. Time, I just think it's an old, yeah, yeah. I just think it's an old college name. And, man. and I'll tell you what really frustrates me is, yeah. is we're kind of, you know, through the culture wars, we're kind of being forced to change the name of Dixie State. But have you ever heard of a university back east called Yale? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, have, yeah. You've heard of Yale? Yale? Yeah, Yale University. Yeah. Do you know who Mister Yale was? No. Nobody talks about this. He wasn't just a slave owner. He was a slave trader. He shipped them in. Okay. Well, nobody says Yale has to change their name. Really? Yeah, Ben. Look that up. No, it's true. Not, I don't make. <laughs> I don't. Make, I don't. I'm, I, I believe you. Yeah. I yeah. just want to see if. I just want to see because that's crazy. It's such a double standard, though. So I'm. Yeah. On one hand, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to vote to change the name of Dixie State. On the other hand, I just wish 
things could be consistent, intellectually honest and consistent, but they never have been in the I, sure. I, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I think, but I think when you're talking about these kinds of issues, you just got to take the steps that you can. Like, I, you know, I served a mission in, in St. George. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm originally from Iowa. So that's okay. why I asked him. Okay. Ben, ben lived, Ben's family, my wife and, and Ben and their family lived in Illinois for a long time. They lived in Nauvoo. Okay. Yeah. From there. Yeah. Um, I was in the pageant two years as a teenager. Oh, really? Yeah, when they probably, had a pageant. So, yeah. Well, yeah. we probably saw you because we were there all the time. <laughs> we, so the side note, uh, we work concessions. Oh, okay. All the time. Yeah. Like that was how we raised I'm money old, for it. though. So I was in the pageant like in the 70s so <laughs> oh, before enough. you were born. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, but I think when you're talking about this stuff, you just, cause like I served down there, I, I, you know, Dixie state, we served on the campus. Yeah. We did all that stuff. And I, and I totally understand where people are coming from. Like, cause the name of a college is, is a big deal. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so, on the, your resume for the rest of your life. Yeah. So right? just change it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, oh, we're, we're going to change it. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's better to, than to not. Yeah. But just like yeah. people in Bountiful, they don't they don't want to change the Braves. Yeah, you know? I, there was a big yeah, I remember yeah, that. And, even and, in our house. Yeah. And talk about double standards. The Atlanta Braves. Yeah, still haven't done still have the, are the Braves. So why do we have to change they, it in Utah? The Atlanta Braves. Changing? What'd you find, Ben? Nothing yet. Oh what? You're nothing he, yet. You're fact checking me on Mr. <laughs> Yell. <laughs> I just want to see because I, I, yeah. I'm interested in these as well because I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I think this we should be very long article. Yeah. <laughs> I think just uh, type in Yale slave trader. You'll find it'll come up. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm searching. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's, no, I, I don't, I, it's not that I don't believe you. I'm just, cause I'm interested in these, all these, you yeah, know, it's like nuances. funny that you got to do it over here, but yeah. then you don't do it over here. And then I find this uh, article. Um, I, I don't know. It's a swear word, but it's called F nuance, uh-huh. you know, and it talks about just like these, this idea that if we nuance everything, we get lost in the nuance yeah. right of things um but i mean for me it's like you might you might as well just change the name because and we are yeah 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 can, can I, I, and i know you are I know can, I, you can are. i rant a second about yeah. cancel culture yeah so um i get it i mean i don't i'm not uh, i don't want people to be racist i don't consider myself racist i yeah. i'm uh, I don't know if I'm if i qualify as an anti-racist according to sure, whatever Ibram x <laughs> kennedy but but here's the thing we're all human. We all make mistakes. And yeah. the thing I hate the most about cancel culture is there's no, there's no room for forgiveness. Yeah. There's no room for someone learning to grow. To grow. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you said this when you were 15, you tweeted this when you were 15 and now you're 30, you know, now you're 25. Yeah. Well, you're canceled forever. Yeah, and I, I hate yeah. this. I hate where we are on that. Um, and, and, uh, because, you know, and I, I could give you some examples, but I don't want to, uh, do it. But if, if somebody made a mistake in their youth and they've learned from that, it's a good thing that they learned from it. Yeah. And, and they're yeah. probably not going to make that mistake again, but instead it's kind of uses this gotcha. Like, ah, you're a racist because yeah. of this one tweet. We're going to ignore everything else you've done in your life. And we're just going to, this one yeah. tweet proves yeah. that you're a racist and, and you're always a racist. And that's so yeah. stupid. It's just yeah. so short-sighted. I, I think, yeah, I do think that there is, cause see, like, again, you know, I'm, I'm on, I don't think cancel culture should be a thing uh, because, and the biggest reason is because um, we have these double standards. Yeah. We have these crazy, like you canceled him, but you didn't cancel him. Yeah. And my thing is, is like you, if you're going to do something like that, you, you better be consistent. Yeah. Well, um, Dave Chappelle is dealing with this right now for his, <laughs> his, his, did net. you watch the closer by the way? I, I did not watch it, but okay. I, I, it's, right. it's fascinating to watch because I think 
the, the question is, I, I think he thinks he's too big to be taken down, yeah. you know, to yeah. be canceled. And, and he's probably right, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, this is funny because if you watched the, so he he's recently put out a video. I love Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. Like I've done stand-up comedy a few times yeah. and I respect the art and he's, he's the greatest of all time yeah. without a doubt. And grew um, up poor. Yeah. yeah. In, in Ohio and yeah. things like this. Right. But if you watch that special, The Closer on uh-huh. Netflix. Uh-huh. He, he, it's not even close to transphobic. Yeah. And that's what he said. He came out afterwards and he was like, I'll talk to the people of the transgender community. If they watch if the they, whole special. Yeah. They're like, if you watch the yeah, whole special. I, I heard yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you meet me. You and know. you know, he made three or four, he made two or three Jewish jokes in that same um, yeah, special. He made fun of everyone. And I don't hear any Jews complaining. And, well, you know, you know. And, yeah. And I shared the video where he, t- where he was on stage and he kind of defended himself in the closet. And I was like, why are we going back to the 90s and punishing comedians for something that was pretty damn funny in the 90s and nobody was offended by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. It's just so, so weird. And you're talking about, what, did you find something? (laughs) I was just scratching my forehead. But yeah, the Yale guy was a slave trader. (laughs) Wow. Ching. Yeah, that's it. Good for you. So I'm going to start the petition. We need to change the name of Yale. We'll change it to Connecticut uh, Technical. University. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There you go. But uh, no, we, I mean, but that's the thing is like, you know, my problem with the cancel culture is like, you're, you're not, it's uh, you, you're not consistent. No. And that's yeah. my problem. It's always a double standard. Yeah. And it's, and that, yeah. And I'll say this as a Republican, it's always a double standard against the conservatives. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it yeah. never goes the other way. Almost never goes the other way. I, I agree. And I, I think, yeah, I think somebody, some people are picked on because, well, Trump didn't do any any Republican any favors. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, um, I don't want to get too political, but <laughs> Joe Biden, you know, one of his former staffers came forward and said that he sexually uh, assaulted oh, her. Oh, yeah. Kamala Harris said she believed her for two two minutes, and then she changed her mind and was his. No, I, I remember that. But, I was like, what the heck? And then you have the Kavanaugh. Yeah, Justice you Kavanaugh. Compare, so Kavanaugh was allegedly happened when he was they, a teenager. They raked him through the cold. Yeah, for something. Oh. And 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 by the way, that woman who accused Biden, and I don't know if she's insane or I don't yeah. know if she's. We we're supposed yeah. to believe all women until we we didn't, right? I yeah. mean, but uh, and I'm being a little bit facetious there, but um, her there were several things back from '92, including her mom calling into the Larry King show yeah. on CNN and talking about it in '92. Yeah. Where, whereas there uh, and the Kavanaugh accuser, there was nothing, e- even her friends that said she, they were there said, no, I don't remember that. But it's just so weird. The double standard yeah. is just, I can't stand the hypocrisy. Well, and that's uh that's a big, yeah. Well, and when you talk about like, you know, you, you, Trump, whatever you think about him, you know, he had racist allegations against yeah. him. Uh, Joe Biden passed the 94 crime bill. Yeah. That put, and Kamala Harris. And, and this is a fact. Kamala Harris knowingly put innocent people in jail and kept as a, them in as jail. attorney general in California as attorney. And, and most of them were minorities yeah. for marijuana charges. Yeah. That's by the way, it's totally legal in yeah. California. Now it is now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and we can talk, I'm not going to go into that. Like, and you just reminded putting, me, I'm going to tell you something. Most people don't know. <laughs> We've essentially decriminalized marijuana in Utah. People don't realize this. Because okay. if you get pulled over on the way home from this and they you've got some weed in your glove box, sure. you're going to get cited if you don't have a card. But if you go and get a card and then go back to court and show them your card, they're going to they're going to drop the charges. Oh, wow. we've basically made 
we basically put that in the law. Nobody, nobody really knows about it. Like, yeah. Well, I, it, cause my thing is like, why, why are you picking up somebody for weed? Like, and I don't, I don't really. Most cops today, they, they won't even yeah, deal with that because they know you can just go get a card. And, well, they, you can go get a card and what are you going to do? You, it, cause most of the things that I'm like, I don't think you should be driving high. Yeah. I just like with alcohol, right? Like yeah, I'm high like, on life. <laughs> yeah. Right, there you go. But I, I don't think you should be driving like intoxicated from weed yeah. or anything like that. But the stories that I've heard with it, or like, you know, you got some kid walking down the street, gets caught with a dime bag. It's like, are you going to put a 16, you're going to give that 16 year old the, or whatever. The, the war on drugs, right? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And that, it, that gets me fired up because yeah. I just don't, I'm not buying it. And I think we're moving away from that as a state and a society. Although the federal, the stupid Congress is so dysfunctional that it's still, it's still a federal offense, even though the states have legalized it, it's still against federal Yeah. Law. Yeah. Oh, which. You, you know, you got Joe Biden in there. Yeah. He was going to do everything. He didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It, well, the student loans thing. Yeah. That's a big one. In the, yeah. You know, they're passing that. Uh, what is that bill for well, the debt ceiling? They haven't passed it yet. They haven't passed it yet. <laughs> but it's not even student loans. Nothing about student loans. Is yeah. It, from what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, crazy. It's easy to can't. Like I said, when you run for office, you can say anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, and I and I and I understand your point of view as well. Like I understand that where I'm coming from, I could just be talking out of my ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I could just be like, I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, but that's it. Kind of goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, which is like we, we just. I wish there was, and I and I understand that you can like watch these things, but maybe like some transcripts or some like show notes or something. Yeah. Cause I just like to see transparency, you know, when the whole, cause I remember when um, you had the medical marijuana bill in Utah uh-huh. and nobody knew what to believe. Yeah. I, that's how I felt. Like yeah. I you had people on this side, you had people on this side. Well, and you can go read it, but it's, it's boring. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Is there somebody who can like break it down, break these, it break it down yeah. and just tell people what's going on. And, yeah. And cause lawyer language is just as hard to listen to as like doctor. Like, what do you, what do you mean by that? That's I'm what you know. <laughs> Because it's semantics. You got yeah. words in that I've never even heard of. That, yeah. you know? <laughs> because people, well, and I get why you got to do it. I get why you ha- semantics is important. Yeah. Know? Somebody's going to twist this and make it whatever they want. And and if they set a precedence, now we got to. Whereas the aforementioned plaintiff. Uh, yeah. Hereby, yeah. I, I know <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about. I know. I've had to. Well, that contract that I send all my. Yeah. Um, the guests. I didn't read it. I just I, signed it. it. Well, it's. It's a release for this podcast. <laughs> it's, so a, it's, a, it's boilerplate. But I remember reading it with with the attorney who I'm drafting. Apparently now you own my car because I didn't read it. (laughs) No, Um, but you know I'm sitting down with him. I'm like, does it? I was like, I told you what I wanted to say. Yeah. Will this? Does it say? (laughs) He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, just give it to me. (laughs) And uh, it's been good so far. But that's uh, that's interesting. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just some kind of transparency because I'm. I've been jaded by the news. Uh-huh. Like I'm certainly like, I'm not going to read anything. Yeah. I don't trust KSL. I don't trust Deseret News. I don't trust the Salt Lake Tribune. I don't trust Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. trust Fox 13. I just don't. I just don't. Cause I like, I'm a sales guy. Yeah. So, so let me tell you, cause I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that's, uh, sometimes interviewed in the news, sometimes in the news. Okay. Um, so, and let me, let me just give you a couple of thoughts. So number one, I've never been misquoted. And I mean, sometimes they'll take 
they'll take exactly what I said word for word. But if you leave out what you said afterwards, sure. And this happened to Candace Owens, who's from the Daily Wire. She, yeah. she was talking about, yeah, we need to evade Australia. And she said, yeah. of, of course, I'm, I'm, I speak in jest. And then the mainstream media ran with it and left out. Of course, I, you know, this is in jest. Yeah. So I, stuff like that just ticks me off. But, but I think it's important to know um, that uh, everyone has a bias. So the Salt yeah. Lake Tribune has a bias. And the thing that uh, bothers me, um, I think, is, you know, some, uh, I just mentioned the Daily Wire, which is, you know, Ben Shapiro's outfit. Yeah. They, they don't pretend like they're not conservative and, and pro-libertarian. Yeah, which is fine. So, so, but, but CNN pretends like they're completely neutral and they're not. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, you know, the, 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 the companies that rank media, they'll, they'll actually score the Daily Wire and someone like Breibart, you know, who at Breibart, who I yeah. don't really uh -huh. watch, uh, they'll, they'll actually discount them. They'll say, oh, well, you're, 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 you're biased. And so we're going to give you a lower rating. CNN is biased, not as biased yeah. as MSNBC and Fox News is biased. So, so, yeah. so they're all biased. And yeah. I think if you accept that, it's fine. I often, I'll often listen to to NPR and then I'll listen to a conservative podcast and I'll, I'll do both because I figure, you know, neither of them are overtly lying, but yeah. there's different nuances. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. Because we're, yeah, we're sales guys. Here's my challenge to you and your podcast listeners. All right. Try to get outside your bubble. I mean, I'm a Republican. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 yeah. And I will force myself to listen to NPR because I know that they're going to take the liberal slant on everything. Mm -hmm. And and I enjoy NPR, but I do that purposefully so I'm not just getting and I and by the way, I never personally watch Fox News. Now I do listen <laughs> to some some podcasts that are kind of more sure. right wing. Um, but I think part of our problem in this society is this cocooning that I mentioned earlier. Okay. We yeah, all need fair. to take steps to try to, you know, if you're a liberal watch Fox news every once in a while and, and yeah, see, and you just know, get the other side, just to see the other side, because none of these sources are overtly lying to you. What they're doing is they're, they're reporting it with their slant. Yeah. So, yeah, I you know, when Donald Trump told a fib, it was headline news. Joe Biden has told several fibs, verifiable fibs yeah. and they don't report it. Oh yeah. Joe Biden's the least covered president. I well, think we've ever no, but they them. cover him, but they say, oh, look at him with his dog and oh, his wife has a PhD. Oh, sorry, not covered. Yeah, not yeah. covered. I meant criticized. Yeah. least yeah. Probably the least criticized. I mean, you know, he he went on in, in August with George Stephanopoulos and said not one of the military advisors, you know, warned against this withdrawal. That was a that was a blatant falsehood. And we now have the military <laughs> advisors testifying under oath to Congress saying, yes, here's the memo I sent. And yes, I told I told the president, you know, that there Not was a risk. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and I'm sorry, most politicians lie, especially on the federal level. <laughs> um, Donald Trump lied. And and you might say, and, and I'm going to be a little bit partisan here, you might say Joe Biden wasn't lying because he can't remember what he said or what was said to him. <laughs> yeah, and that, that may be true. And that's a bigger problem, right? So I, I you can say whatever you want, because yeah. but that's I, I agree with you. In fact, one of my favorite like um, videos is this guy and, and the question is up at the top and it says like, um, you know, tell me you're not Republican or Democrat without telling me you're not Republican or Democrat. Yeah. And he pans the video and is like his whole library is right here. Uh huh. Right. Because like you read and like, yeah, that's what happened to me. I started reading like I started reading, you know, I wanted to learn more about affordable housing. So I, I picked up. A couple of books, you know, Evicted was one of them. That's great. Um, it, you know, because it's just because like when you get into this 
mindset of like, well, it's capitalism. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's a lot more gray than just like letting people, you know what I mean? It's a lot more gray than like this free market idea Yeah. because we ha- we've had, we've let so many things go un- unchecked. One of my favorite things this fall has been the um, let's go Brandon. Oh yeah. Because yeah. we all know what the chant really was. And it's not just at the, at, at the race state, it's been all yeah. over the country, including yeah. in blue states. Um, yeah. If that had happened to Donald Trump, there's no way the media would have said, oh no, they're really chanting something else. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. And so, and so that's my thing is like, I, and then, and then the other thing is like, um, I just, I don't buy either side, like that side. And I, and I am frustrated with it. And, and the reason I'm frustrated with it is because why do we have to have two? Like I posted this on Facebook one time yeah, and I was like, I don't want, I don't want either of them. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't want, like I didn't want Trump or Hillary. Yeah. I didn't want Trump or Biden. I didn't want you Obama and, or you, you and me both. Yeah. I was like, dude, so. what? I voted for, like, I voted for Joe Jorgensen. Cause I was just like, yeah, you know, cause that was funny. Yeah. This was another thing that was funny to me was like, everybody was like, like feminist uh-huh. when Hillary was running. Yeah. And they were like, and I heard people say like, we don't even have a girl running for president. Yeah. I'm like, you're, cr- yes, we do. Yeah. We do actually. Yeah. And I voted for her. Yeah. And like, why isn't this headline news? Yeah. Cause she's not in your party. She's not voting against you or, yeah. or whatever. Right. Or, or she's not in your party or she's not in the opposite party. That's for what sure. I'm talking about. For sure. And I'm like, that's frustrating. You know, and, and the, the, what you've just articulated very well is why the, vote the confidence and the trust in the establishment mainstream media is now at an all-time low and i don't see them rebounding yeah. um, pe- people don't believe you know what they're being told and and in many instances they probably shouldn't <laughs> well yeah that's that's my that's kind of what i'm saying is like and again i don't think they're reporting lies i think they're just report that they're yeah. it's like if you have a yellow highlighter and you're just highlighting the parts that you like oh yeah, you know? yeah absolutely what's up man the max battery's low. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? Actually, we're probably we probably yeah, need to wrap up wrap anyway. Up. <laughs> so, well, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm sure we could have talked longer. Great discussion. Um, but I, but I'm 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 grateful that you came on. I'm grateful that you know we had as, as honest of a conversation as we could, because uh, you know, a lot. Some of my friends were like, you know, hey, are you going to ask them hard questions? And I was like, well, look, here's the deal. Oh, you can ask me hard questions. Well, I know, and I well, I threw out some ones that I. But I don't, I'm not going to ask hard questions because of what we talked about at the beginning is like, I mean, I, I felt like I asked some pretty hard ones, like with marijuana. I felt like yeah. I asked them with transparency. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that it's not just black and white. It's yeah. like, well, if we all wanted marijuana, why don't you just pass it? 50 shades of gray, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. Cool, man. But you know what I mean? Because uh, it's just, I know it's a lot more complicated than that. Like you can't just, you know, and you got so I, many things that are up at the front. Like I, I, I would... Even though I'm a huge advocate for for marijuana, I would probably put affordable housing before I put marijuana. Well, and, and I think you should. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, that's why it's like, are you going to get them? I'm well, like, no, especially because the people in chronic pain, we we've already given them a path, right? You know, with the yeah, medical, with medical and it's very easy to get them. Let me just say this: when you read something in the Tribune about the legislature that makes us look absolutely foolish. There's probably another side to that story <laughs> because the we're, we're not as dumb as we look. We're also not that smart. We do make <laughs> mistakes, but usually there's, you know, when most people will call me and say, tell me the rest of the story. And I do. And they're like, oh, that totally makes sense. You know? So yeah, exactly. Give us a little bit of credit. Yeah. Or just talk. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Hey, thank you so much uh, for joining. And um, I really appreciate our conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me.